0: What does liberation look and feel like? Let me begin from there. Let me begin that brainstorm from that place. I could not begin the birth center from a place of Black death.
1: Welcome to the Evolutionary Leadership Podcast. My name is Gibran Rivera, and I'm a facilitator. With this podcast, I'm inviting you into a conversation. A conversation with remarkable people who are devoting their lives to the evolution of consciousness and culture. With this episode, I get to talk to Nashira Barrow. Nashira Barrow is a friend of mine. I've been in community with her about 15 years. And in this podcast, we talk about her work towards designing a birth center. Nashira is devoting her life's energy to helping women reclaim this most sacred aspect of womanhood, the act of giving birth. Nashir is a public health professional. She has been in the field for 17 years, most of it focused on bringing racial justice to public health. And These days, she is designing and coordinating a, a fellowship program, a capacity and leadership building program, For public health professionals who are concerned with equity, it's called Health Equity Awakened. And just a couple of weeks back, I was able to offer one day of training to her fellows. It was quite a beautiful time. I was really honored that Nashira brought me in. She's also part of the Evolutionary Leadership Cohort of 2015, the original, the first Evolutionary Leadership Cohort. And has been a very beautiful and integral part of our community and of that very, very special experiment. For me, this conversation is magical, and I hope you will find that yourself because there's a, a moment of realization here in which Nashira helps us to see the connection between birth, womanhood, body, and liberation. What does it mean for all of us to put our energy behind Women reclaiming this this deep knowledge, this this evolutionary wisdom, ancestral wisdom that their bodies hold. What are the implications of that for our collective liberation? I was inspired and I hope that you are too. As I always say, remember these are just the first uh the beginning, the first days of our podcast, and we are hungry for your feedback. Send us a note, let us know what you think, let us know how to make it better. But now Definitely enjoy this conversation with Nashira. Thank you for listening. Hola, Nashira. Good morning. I am so happy that you're here.
0: I'm thrilled.
1: This is is exciting. Um, I'm appreciating all the energy that you've already brought into this space. Thank you. Um, We are here to talk about so many things, Mm. but the main topic of our conversation is The Neighborhood Birth Center. This (laughs) idea, this dream, this calling Mm. that you've been holding for a long, long time. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is?
0: Yeah. um, I love uh, the energy with which you say it. It makes me really excited. Mm. Um, The Neighborhood Birth Center uh, is... It will be right now the a vision. It will be uh, the first uh, freestanding independent birth center in Boston, um, a space for pregnant folks to receive care, um, pregnancy care, labor, and birth support, uh, supported by midwives. Imagine just having your pregnancy care uh, in a spa like setting um, as opposed to where you know, a hospital setting. Hmm. Um, And when it comes time to labor and birth, to be supported by midwives and doulas uh, in that same setting with access to a tub and space and support to labor uh, the way that your body is calling. And then to be able to cuddle with that babe and family, uh, family, whoever you decide to have with you uh, in that space, Uh, It's very different. It's very different than I think what we've come to understand as spaces where we labor and birth and get our pregnancy care. So I'm thrilled by the idea.
1: Wow. Nasira, you transmitted so much in sharing it just now. It it like pierced me. Uh, There's something about it that feels so liberating. Mm -hmm. It feels like a liberatory project. Tell me more about That's where it, it comes from. Like, how was this born inside you?
0: Yeah, well, I love that. It, it feels liberatory to work on it, and I think it's also about birth liberation, mm. right? Um, I, I start by saying, like, the idea um, of having a birth center in Boston, you know, predates me coming on the scene. Mm-hmm. This is an idea that um, some Uh, elders you know had and tried back in the late 80s and early 90s and um, I came to know about their work uh, in the last 10 years or so and it stopped me in my tracks I was like what do you mean you all wanted you know we're working on a birth center in Roxbury and um and I, I invited them to into conversation and I said, what would it mean for you if we started that up again? And do I have your blessing to try again? It wasn't the time then I think politically, socially, there wasn't as much data around safety. Um, insurance companies weren't gonna reimburse it. Hospitals weren't gonna support it. So I kind of said to them like, what do you think about now? And that was um, almost four years ago. And they said, yes, now. And I said, do you trust me to try it? And they are my advisors now on the advisory committee.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> this sounds so beautiful. Thank you. What a privilege. I mm-hmm. imagine it must be to to work with others.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is an incredible privilege. And it, it um, for me, it connects to like you know my um ancestors who were midwives and a real like deep appreciation of the folks who have been working um around both midwifery and and improving birth outcomes but also just in in community in boston for a really long time like it would feel um inauthentic to be doing this without their guidance and their Mm. you know it's like it's, it's their wisdom that allows me to kind of do the day-to-day stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can I can feel that I I am I only have growing appreciation um, for my elders. Mm. And part of you know I approach this topic, the topic of a birth center, the topic of laboring, right with care and the utmost humility, right? It's just like how do I even talk about this? I I do want to share that the birth of my son, and again, what am I, right? But a spectator, right, in this in this glorious process.
0: We can come back to that.
1: I'm looking forward to yeah. that. I, I could probably use your help as yeah. you as you can tell. Um you know, he came in two months early, so there was a lot of people in the room. Mm-hmm. But that moment, it's it's the single most important moment in my life. I mean, I can only think of one other moment in which which I just experienced this 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 initiation that that has shaped the rest of my life, and I think even made me capable of experiencing my son's birth. But, you know, the doctor, the OBGYN who does this all day, every day, actually took out his iPhone and started recording me because my reaction was so wild. Really? What was your reaction? It was some form of divine ecstasy and joy and and tears and my mother says I, I was just praising God oh, she said I was just praising God I'd love to see that video yeah. <laughs> it was wild it was wild but I the reason why I bring that up is is to to say that my own quote-unquote marginal experience to this to this sacred, This most sacred of life moments Mm. is the most important in my life. I I, I can only imagine, right? Mm. Like what you are reclaiming, right? What you're reclaiming Mm -hmm. for the people at the center of this cosmic dance, right? For the Holy Feminine feels really powerful. Thank you. Thank Thank you.
0: Thanks for saying reclaiming. That's a word that's really been... reverberating for me around this for a long time. Um, this idea of like reclaiming both the power of pregnancy and labor and birth and... Um, I don't think we are supported in... In, uh, in feeling that power and having that reflected back to us, right, yeah, in our society me. at this moment in time. And so like reclaiming that feels like um, it's due, do, right? It's the work that we have to do to get free. And yeah. it connects us to our ancestors, and it also is just like healing, right? If you're allowed to feel that level of power, yes. Um, yes. you know, who could we be? How? How? What a what a powerful way to step into. What is that next phase of like parenthood, and right? What it means to, to have it come from that place. Yeah, and for so many, it comes from like quite the opposite.
1: Yes.
0: It is such a place of trauma mm. and like heartache and physical pain. Um, undo I would say, right? There's like physical pain, but like undo trauma and pain. Um, yeah, so it's like it is, it, it's about um, listening to not only our bodies, but also like the wisdom of our ancestors. Like our bodies were designed for this and... I don't know, we've created all of these ways to like just not listen to that, and not allow it to be so. So I just think there's something really powerful about you creating a space to get back to that.
1: Wow. I, as I, we've been in this we've been in this conversation for a while. I've been blessed to to bear witness to your journey, mm-hmm. and I say with with sincerity that. There's a way in which it's resonating with me at a cellular level right now. It, it that makes it feel of central importance, right, to this evolutionary project. Right, mm-hmm. it, it makes it feel like a golden key. I don't want to say like the golden mm-hmm. key, but a golden key.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. yeah yeah I want to go back for one second because you said you've been bearing witness to this, or I would argue, well, from my perspective, you have been one of the midwives mm. of this for me, so I just wanna give that back to you oh, that's absolutely beautiful. one of the midwives mm. of this process and of my evolution mm. so. Thank you. You you are integral to this too. Thank you. It feels really special to be doing this with you, talking about it in this way. mm
1: -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's so so beautiful. How? Why? Like why this? What was in place before? Like tell me a little something about your story. Where do you come from? Like how does Nashira end up being the the creative? life force behind the Hmm. neighborhood birth center. Mm -hmm. Where do you come from?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, um, when I start uh, by saying that I am uh, the daughter of Claudette Mm -hmm. and the granddaughter of Simone Mm -hmm. and the great-granddaughter of Octavia, Mm. two of those women are midwives, Octavia, my great-grandmother, and my mother Claudette. And I am the mother of Nikolaya and Noel, who were both born at home. So it's incredibly personal for me in that way. Um, So that, you know, my origin to understanding um, birth comes from always having it been talked about as incredibly normal and natural experience. When I was seven years old, my sister was born at home. What an experience for a seven-year-old, right? Wow. Um, And by the time my brother was born two years later, I was nine, and my mother was a doula at the time, so I was really surrounded by a lot of pregnancy and birth. And by the time he was born, I was reading Nancy Drew Mysteries in the next room, and they said, come in, your mother's in labor. And I said, tell me when she's crowning. I mean, look, tell me when the baby's here, and I'll, and I'll come in due time. So it was very normal for me at, at a young age, um, and I. So fast forward, you know, I am not yet thinking about having kids of my own, right? But I'm coming out of college, and I'm really looking for work in women's health, and I end up landing this job that became kind of the the beginning of a of my career working on racial health inequity, right? And at that time, my first job was looking at um, health outcomes and particularly birth outcomes for black women and infants in Boston. Um, So I feel like I um, swung in the opposite direction. I swung in this other place of really being steeped in really hard and painful data around um, bad outcomes Mm. all of the bad (laughs) outcomes (laughs) and I really um, my career was really informed by that and I spent a lot of time talking about bad outcomes and researching bad outcomes and thinking about community interventions for bad outcomes Um, and then somewhere there was like this weaving of you know I studied maternal and child health in grad school at BU which is where I came to connect with Joanna Rory, who is um, one of the elders I mentioned earlier, who, you know, long held this vision uh, for Boston, and some others I came to know in my public health career and began to reconcile a little bit as I started to think about my own um, pending motherhood, right? Mm -hmm. I was clear I would have home birth, Took a little cajoling, a little bringing, a process of bringing my partner along um, to understand, <laughs> right? Because for so many, it's like, well, why wouldn't we? I mean, we'd go to the hospital. It's automatic. Right. Um, so it was a little process there of having to kind of come to understanding um, about what that meant for us. And then, I don't know, Um, you know, then I had my daughter born at home, a really powerful experience, and I was still really focused on racial health inequity in public health
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, until we had this conversation about, like, what would it mean to breathe life back into this idea of a birth center? And so I guess it brought me back to um, feeling like this is one of the ways forward, right? This is probably the most concrete way in my career in public health that I think of making change in those bad outcomes. Um, And in in the immediate... And also, like, you know, generationally, like, I think it could have an impact.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Where are you in the process of creating this birth center? Mm.
0: Well, um, I feel like I'm deep in it, right? Mm-hmm. Three, four years now of mm-hmm. working on it. Um, and also a very startup, right? Mm-hmm. They're... Um, so I'll give you a couple specifics. You yeah. want some details? Please. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. Um, so we are um closing in on uh submitting for nonprofit status, which feels like a you know important milestone. Mm-hmm. Took a little while to arrive if, whether that was the right decision. Yeah. Um the more majority of birth centers in this country are not nonprofits. They're just owned and operated by midwives who decide to open a birth center mm. um this is a different model it's taken a little bit of like figuring out how to how to do a nonprofit birth center um we are we've changed the name in the last year to a neighborhood birth center and um working on some branding logo design website all of the things that i think um and and text for how we talk about the birth center mm-hmm. um, including this conversation with you feels like all of these bricks towards that foundation of i've been using the word legitimacy that doesn't feel mm-hmm. necessarily right i'm open to another word for that but just like those things where funders and partners can look at you and say oh you've you know done these things that are really moving towards an actual um space and place and vision like yes. how do you put those foundation pieces together Um, in the last couple of years, we did a survey, uh, 550 respondents. So we have a lot of data um, that we're uh, analyzing. We did a bunch of interviews as well as focus groups. So that was an important piece because one of my advisors said to me, if you build it, will they come? Right. And I said, well, yeah. And then because he's a renowned researcher in maternal and child health and birth centers. So I said, well, all right, no, I guess I got to go get the data for that. So, uh, so we did. Uh, we got the data that says if we build it, will you come? Mm. Um, and the answer was yes.
1: That is so amazing. The answer
0: was yes. Like, Yeah, so it was really powerful. Um, so we've taken some of those steps in the last couple of years um, and in a really – you know, we're in this incredible conversation uh, with some folks around space. Like, well, how do we... Folks will say, like, well, where will the birth center be? And I said, well, I don't know. I know what's important in terms of, like, structurally, you know, what the building and space needs. I know what is important around location,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, access to transportation, but also proximity to hospital like, all mm-hmm. of that. Um, but I also know that it needs to be... This is actually a... Um, an evolution of my thinking that it actually needs to be really centered in community, a meaning like with others in a in a mutually identified like kind of collective space. I actually, because I birth my children at home and come from like that home birth experience, I thought we'd have a birth center kind of in a home on a hill, you know, right. Maybe, maybe right around here. Um, but I came to understand, and I'm testing this, this is an idea that I'm yes. holding. I am open to the idea of evolving over time. But now I kind of believe more that we have to be in a more central location in a space that has some um, foot traffic and some other things that draw people in and say, wait a minute, if I go up to that floor, I could have my baby here and look at this space here, right? Um, Because it does feel like a stretch for folks to imagine getting their care and having their baby outside of a hospital. Because we've been so trained that this is like the most vulnerable you are in your life and you need all of these supports. And so many folks are not, in my conversations, I've heard there's just like a um, an uncertainty about being, um, you know, isolated like in a home setting. Yeah. Uh, in a house, I should say, like in a neighborhood, right? So I'm toying with the idea now of a more communal space, a building that's shared with others.
1: That's so beautiful. The, I, I like the way that sounds, and and well, it just reminds me of a larger group conversation we had a few weeks back, right? With a with a couple of Boston actors just trying to imagine what what it would be to have this kind of multi service is a terrible word. Yeah, uh, multi purpose.
0: Multimodal liberation.
1: Multimodal liberation. I say, I'm so into it. I love this. Does that work? I like, like that? it. I like yeah. it. I like it. It's um. I I keep going back. So and here's a question I had or a thought. Is it a question or a thought? It's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about the points of engagement. Right so it seems like what you're talking about I understand how there's this deep conditioning right that that centers the hospital and the medical industrial complex I get that I mean that I I've only relatively recently if at all understood that I can push back on the doctor mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's just not part of my class and cultural upbringing, the doctor knows. Mm -hmm. You're just going to get that from your grandparents. And if nobody disrupts it, nobody disrupts it. At the same time, what you're talking about seems like the most primal of primals, right? And the way you talk about it, it, therefore, that kind of knowledge, that kind of cellular wisdom, it's almost impossible to fundamentally override. You know, the conditioning can set deep grooves on top of it, but it's so well laid, it's so strong that I, I mean, I wonder, are there earlier points of engagement in the pregnancy in which you're not talking necessarily immediately about a birth at the center, but you're talking about it's, the point is to help women connect to that kind of spiritual, primal, liberated part, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, must be so accessible, right? It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's, and, and I wonder, I wonder what you've thought of as, as the point of engagement on this.
0: Mm. It's such a good question. And it's a, um, so I want, I'm, thinking about two I have two thoughts right um absolutely I think the point of engagement is before pregnancy
1: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
0: um so, and I want to offer like a couple of thoughts about that one is like we want the birth center to be known in the community a place where folks have come because of accessing other things in the building and taking a tour um but also a space for childbirth education and you know uh other uh I could think of their healing modalities right um for new parents and um I've even had this i this vision of like um some group healing, some therapy, some art healing around um trauma for our grandparents yeah. and for our elders, right mm-hmm. who are carrying their own birth experiences. Um, many of which, in my experience in the last couple of years of talking to people about the birth center, are unaddressed or un you know have just not been cracked open, like you come home, you have a baby, focus on becoming a new parent, and the world spins on, and there's so much stuff there that hasn't been um touched on for generations
1: mm, wow. so what
0: if the birth center were a space where where that practice was happening, wow. so that people were engaging with it before the first time? Wow you pee on a stick and have that positive pregnancy test, right? So so it, um so that's one thought is I, I I think there's multiple ways of engaging with this the space and the intention of it as a healing place that are much more that is kind of broader than that um, pregnancy wow. period. Um and the other uh which connects a little bit to kind of our business model which is you know i hope that the birth center is a space my, my vision is that it's a space where you can come and engage um in any of the offerings right it could be from classes to you know um chiropractic to massage to mm. prenatal yoga right all of that even if You decide ultimately to have your baby in a hospital or to have your baby at home. Nice. Right? So that is a hope that it becomes like a hub of resources um, and supports choice because that's really what this is about. Mm. I'll be honest, offering all of those things and then not having the business model, like the payout of having the, the birth at the birth center is a challenge to the to how we figure out how to
1: fund and sustain right. this, right? Got it.
0: So we can offer you, like, all the goodies, right. but then, like, the big global payment goes right. somewhere else. Got it. So that's that's a hard piece, but I haven't given up on that yet. We're still trying to figure out. Um, and there's absolutely a way to do it, right? There's absolutely a way to have people engage with all of the... So to your point, I think you can connect and and connect into the idea of physiologic birth, <laughs> Um and the power of that uh, at any point as an elder who's coming in and then has some healing and connection and all of a sudden something is dislodged or or reintegrated that allows that person to imagine suggesting to their daughter, their granddaughter, their neighbor that they might check out the birth center. Right. right? That that happens for the elder. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of ways, I think, of engaging folks. Um, so.
1: This is so inspiring to me. It just feels so... Yeah, it just feels like the right point of intervention. Mm. You know, it, it really, really does. It, it, it reconnects us to, to who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I think that on the balance, um, human beings uh, get caught in our, in our exceptionalism, vis-a-vis nature right kind of being the the top of the heap and all mm. yeah. except for the weather which is so much bigger than us but i <laughs> but i digress <laughs> let me take a step back from there um but there is this thing that's one of the things that's unique about us and you know this better than i do is it's it's our birthing and as uh, even as mammalians uh and the, the long infancy of our young. Um, and it it says it, many, many things, one of which is, is a, it's, it's part of what binds us into community with each other. The fact that for the first stage years of our life, we're completely vulnerable. We are fully in the hands of others compared to a little horse that should be able to get up within the hour of birth, right? So there's this, something so central to our evolution, you know, to be met in this way mm. and to have people kind of reclaim that yes. in their own bodies. It just, it seems explosive in terms of uh, of its implications. Mm. It seems truly revolutionary. Mm. and And I wonder... Yeah, I wonder how much part of that story, part of that story, this is, you know, because maybe I, I don't know. I am, yeah, I'm. Who are you seeking funds from? Like, health folk, or revolutionary folk? Mm-hmm. You know, who's who supporting you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I love, I love the invitation to think about uh, that context, right, and like. And how that then shapes who the partners are in this. Um, to date, we haven't limited ourselves to health, you know, health funds, health yeah. foundations, but um, but I haven't deeply explored um, the possibility of like
1: the revolution funding it. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's something there. At least some visionaries must understand the implications of this. Yeah. I mean, I
0: I have. I have thought for a while that there's some one out there, right I don't know who they are um or some configuration of people that deeply believes in this um, yeah
1: yeah I, I I'll repeat and it's I've thought it a good idea since since you named it and it's all I've always going kind of be really proud of being affiliated with it in any way right like mm, it, it's yeah. it's something that that the means has always meant a lot to me and there there's definitely a a, a different quality of transmission right that i'm getting and maybe it's because we haven't sat down and talked about it for a while so I, that might be part of it too but there's something that's that's really alive here
0: i've also worked harder on it in the last year mm-hmm. than i have before like, you know, it, it feels like, and I don't know quite how, because I also had a baby in the last year and haven't slept. So there's a, something about, like, burning the midnight oil. Um, there's a, yeah, I've just been cranking on it for yeah. um, really kind of uh, reached a different level of um, of commitment from others, too, in the last year. Right, there are others who are really churning on it as well. So, building my tribe, as you told me mm. to and a couple of years ago. Um, yeah,
1: that's so beautiful. Yeah, that's I great. just, I just want to name, kind of honor, pause, and thank you for being here through sleep deprivation, <laughs> um, and, and thank you for for a, a whole year of of this kind of sacred toll. Right, as you mm. bring this gorgeous soul into the mm. world that was so amazing thank you what a what yeah. a gift but I, I i'm sorry it's been it's been hard it's rugged yeah. to not sleep yeah at all
0: yeah it's yeah. rugged um but you know like you know just like somehow when you're in it you're just like managing right yeah. we have a lot of like resources i feel really privileged in a lot of ways and we're just like keep on keeping on and know that like it will
1: pass. <laughs> <laughs> many yeah. blessings. Many, thank many you. blessings. Thank and thank you. I think it's just so important to to lift that up. And it, it just doesn't, doesn't the impossible initiation that mothers are put through in our culture for, mm-hmm. for years, you know, mm. without anywhere near the amount of community support that, mm. that, that this endeavor merits. Uh, thank you.
0: Which is exactly, I mean, you said it right there, like, initiation and community support right but that's like part of what we want to bring back into the experience of launching you know parenthood um with that really central yeah and I just I'm thinking of something else too that just wanting to name that there are you know 300 or or more like birth centers around the country that this is happening in other places um and those are the birth centers that are like you know accredited and you know part of this network but also that like midwives birth this entire country right so there's like this whole history that what what i i just want to i'm kind of having a moment of like this is not new right yeah um there are tools out there there's like both the history but then there's also like right now organizations designed to help open a birth center right mm-hmm. there's like some real things that are helping to move this process along um the big question is, you know, like what's going on, in Massachusetts? Right, right. Right? Where are we? Why why do we have so few dots on the map? And how do we you know, and why why not in Boston to date, right? So in
1: Boston of all places. Well, you can understand why being the center, but but it should be here too.
0: Right. Well, I think that's important to name, right? Boston is like this, you know, healthcare, right, you know, um, landscape has such a rich healthcare landscape and there are, you know, 26 or so community health centers right around us. And so my real question is, how does a birth center be integrated in a really um, thoughtful way into the healthcare landscape so that we're adding an, an offering and an option and not, you know, this is not like an anti-hospital uh initiative right, right this is right. like just to add to the table um and i think there's there's really something in it for hospitals too
1: yeah right absolutely yeah, no this is brilliant I, so. I i like and i think it's important to make that that specific argument a yeah. specific argument i, I want to ask you a question uh so that it can simmer a bit and, and then offer a reflection that i think you'll you'll resonate with so I want to ask a little bit about your inner game, right? What has had to happen inside you, mm-hmm. right, for this to get to where it is right now, and for you to 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 embody it in the way you're embodying it right now? So, a little bit of that, because I think I think it's really helpful to people listening who are individual are individuals with a dream. Um, hopefully, always in the context of community with individuals with a dream to know what what happens inside somebody as they churn something into being so I have that that inquiry. but the reflection is one that that I know you and I have played with a bit this idea of of our being ancestors in training as mm-hmm. well as being our ancestors' wildest dreams, mm-hmm. right so this idea kind of places us in 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 this line in this in this spectrum of being and i really like the way we speak and bringing the ancestors more comfortably into more of the spaces that i find myself in because all people like all everybody's original religion was Honoring the ancestors, right? So so another primal practice, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I also think that by by anchoring in that lineage, we automatically think more of our descendants, right? And I feel that there's this thing here in which we are among the first generation of human beings to steal from the future. Right, like human beings have always worked. To leave for their descendants, right? And and we 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 we're stealing from them. Mm, mm, so painful. So I feel like an ancestral perspective can help us give us give us a descendant perspective. And I similarly feel like attention to how we come into the stream, right? This approaching this this birthing as a reclamation of the wisdom that is most inherently ours is one of the things that helps to give us perspective, that helps to place us in an arc. And maybe it's more likely to awaken our responsibility for our descendants, you know, it's by, by, by connecting to birth, mm-hmm. by connecting to death, mm-hmm. with those by thinking about descendants by thinking about ancestors I just just find what you're talking about Mm. to be really really pivotal Mm. uh, really at the heart of this liberatory project and I I I, I say that when I mean I I mean that when I say it Mm.
0: thank you yeah thank you
1: Um, so I'm a little curious about this this inner game (laughs) game (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, so, your question is what I've gone through, kind of what I've, how I've gotten here, what's my practice?
1: Yeah. Like, okay, so there's a bunch of assumptions. One of them is it hasn't all been smooth sailing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a fair one.
1: <laughs> and uh, a lot of the stumbles, had an outward manifestation. And that somehow all of them were connected to some something happening inside. So I'm sure there's many things happening, mm-hmm. but if, if you had to pick one of those story threads today, what's mm-hmm. what's happened? You know, what's what's what has been the churning? When what has been yeah, the realization?
0: Yeah. I think the biggest one is um And brings me back to an experience that I had with you in Evolutionary Leadership Workshop was, you know, getting comfortable with experimenting, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, I remember when I first transitioned from my job at the health department where I had been for over a decade and I had a little bit of spaciousness, like, you know, a month or two of (laughs) being unemployed. um, I remember sitting at a cafe trying to you know brain dump about the birth center right and i was beginning from the place you know where i had been trained right so i would sit there at haley house cafe in roxbury typing black women are four times more likely to die lately <laughs> <delete, delete>, lately <laughs> black infants are more likely to have pre like that but i was beginning from that place um, so one was just my own process of um for a while, I called it unlearning, but it was just kind of um, healing from um, being so steeped in that data and in that practice of sitting in the inequity and leading with that um, and trying to then create interventions, program, policy from you know that place. Well, I don't think there's that that's a bad thing necessarily. But what was missing for me was the liberation piece, right? So what does the what does liberation look and feel like? Let me begin typing from there. Let me begin that brainstorm from that place. And that was what really happened for me when you and I were out on that island in British Columbia. And I was I was coming to this awakening of like that. Ah, I could not begin the birth center from a place of black death. Mm. Right?
1: period. Wow.
0: That data is there has not on a way has not changed and yes, like we can lean on that in proposals should we need to you know, put that on the table um for funders, but it just couldn't be the where this was mm. was birthed from, right? So there's one was was my own process that year of really um pivoting my own Practice of, mm. you know, how I orient myself to public health, wow, um, and to wellness. So that was one. Um,
1: wow. Yeah. I find that really striking. I really, really do. I I, I don't want you to lose your thread, but what keeps coming yeah. to mind is somebody that was reading college admission essays, and they were saying why does every person of color need to come in through their suffering like they they felt they felt like they were reading oppression porn mm. as college essays mm. you know and it just it, i'm just noticing that this pattern reveals itself um, right. in, in like from every angle you look at it
0: right and so in both, I think, in people's, like, experience of their writing and in the truth of the data, like, it's the real <clears throat> stuff, but it's the institutions that are, like, you know, putting a, a bounty on that mm-hmm. and prioritizing, like, to lead with that wound, right? So I think those are really important stories, and the data is, like, there's truth there, and there's, like, people's lives there. So I'm not saying, like, let's not use that, but it's just as a place of wound, right? And, um, yeah. But it was also, like, very much my training, right? Mm -hmm. My orientation to to health was through that place. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. And then I think the other is is just the experimentation, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think another piece of my training that isn't even necessarily around my professional career to date, but just, like, how I've been trained up in the world, right? All of the ways that I've been socialized are, like... You know, and certainly it was rewarded professionally to like hole up, right, head down in an office, right, with some advisors maybe and write the thing, yes, be it yes, the plan, be it the proposal, be it, right, and then like release it out into the world. And um, I tried that for a little bit around the birth center, right, so still at that same cafe, there I am at my corner table. Now I'm no longer kind of writing from a place of just centering the the, the poor, you know, inequity, that poor outcome data, um, but I'm still trying to write the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, the touch points with advisors, but really kind of... And, um, and I had to have that awakening of like, this has got to be a process of um, experimentation. And, the, and like being okay with that, it's really hard because mm-hmm. it feels vulnerable and it feels like I should have it all figured out. And so I think one real clear lesson for me um, or one kind of example of that is... Um, this feeling for the first, you know, beginning of this process, first year or two of, like, feeling like I needed to have all the FAQs kind of answered, right? What's the, how's this going to be funded? How do we reconcile, you know, the number of births with with the reimbursement? And, you know, what, what's the staffing model like? And who's our hospital partner? And, you know, um, having studied the state regulations on out of hospital birth centers, like all this stuff that I had to have it all together. And, increasingly these days i'm like well one i have built myself a pretty mean team of advisors Mm. so one is just um i don't have all the answers and being okay with that um feeling like i've built a team that they probably do have the majority of the answers right um and also that like i don't know yet who our hospital partner is going to be um but i'm working really hard to like you know Create a vision that I feel like um, hospitals can understand and get behind. And in my wildest dreams, some of the area hospitals might be jockeying to be our partner. That's right. right? That's right. So I think my process has been a little bit of just um, being okay with the vulnerability of not having the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you had asked me to be on record on the mic, Two year or three years ago. What do you think about a hospital I would well, this is what how we're approaching it. And a very like, like feeling like I needed to know I don't know
1: mm-hmm.
0: yet. Um, but I am experimenting. I'm having a lot of coffee dates and a lot of conversations with folks, and just you know, um sharing the truth of like the vision um, and the data that we have to back people if we build it they'll come hmm. and really asking for help where we need it right i need the help of of hospital partners i need our community health center's help um and so feeling like i w- could emerge from that place of having it all figured out um and having my faqs right up on the on the website or in my in my folder to slide to you at the table i don't know right I've Wow, got some really dope people trying to help me figure it out um and that feels good. That that also feels liberatory, right? Yeah. Like the process is also... It's not just that the birth center itself is like a liberatory space, but just how we get there also has to feel different. Uh,
1: for sure. Because it for can, sure.
0: I think that's also why it was, you know, why it's been a slow and intentional place to even get where we are right now, is just not kind of like running to create an organization, a nonprofit in the ways that many are like, you know, built. You you know what you need to do in terms of the nonprofit application, the board, the this that, the funding. We've been like really trying to think about what would it mean and look like to stretch and do it differently. Even if ultimately we still apply for a C three, right? Even if ultimately we still get funding from this foundation, but we've really explored. I don't know liberation and community and like, and then we can do it differently. Yeah. Right.
1: Oh. No. What whatever you're doing. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, like everything you've just articulated, it's working. Thank you. <laughs> your the your entire vibrational field mm-hmm. um, around around this 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 thing that's being born through you, mm. that's chosen you as its vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you are making room for it, and I can feel it. And I just really want to honor. The path that you've taken, and I'm really glad that you took the time to break it down so that people can, can start to discern like what, what is the equivalent of that, mm-hmm. uh, happening, happening inside of them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Who who told us we had to go it alone? Right. It's yeah. so counter to like the, our primal feeling, right? Both in terms of like entrepreneurial endeavors, startup projects, visions, and birth, yeah. and and death. Right. We said we had to go go it alone, and interrogating that, and then connecting back to like definitely what wasn't our ancestors that told us that. Mm, Right.
1: mm. That feels. That really feels like like a practice worth engaging. You know, like a practice worth engaging. Yes. that, That 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 committed act of reclamation of 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 the most sacred moments in our humanity Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful
0: yeah and in in that yeah in that we may name some oppression right i think that's where some of that yes college essays like that stuff is real Let's, let's name where those lessons came from and where that experience has shaped and then let's also figure out how to birth that's right you know
1: that's yeah, really good. I can
0: definitely name where those lessons came from. For me, that I had to have it all figured out. Hmm. <laughs>
1: <Right? laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's not working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's. It is a way to stay in the old game, right? It's a way to stay in the old game to think that the answers exist and that you what you gotta do is, is catch them or find them. You know, you you gotta. We we're creating our way. Mm-hmm. We are literally imagining our way forward. Right. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It's much more fun this way. It is much more fun. Yeah. It is much more fun.
0: And it allows for new, you know, I don't even want to call them new rules, but just like a different way of being, like, right? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I I went to Burning Man. Yes. Uh, And just when you set a different set of rules, you, you, you come up with just a, a... You give people a space to play with different ways of being with each other. And some amazing things can happen just by changing a couple of rules. Just by changing a couple of rules. Part of what I'm curious about is... Is... What I, this attention that you bring bringing to partnership, right, and to collaboration, and and it sounds like different different levels and entry point for that. I wonder, what are you learning about collective intelligence? What are you, because um, I know you're a facilitator, right? What are you learning about what it takes to to allow the space in between us to speak and to guide. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm just curious.
0: Uh, one thing that comes to mind, and I'm I'm open to whether or not this hits on your question, right? Um, is uh, I feel it, um, a yearning for the folks. Um, partnering with me on the Bar center to be in some of the shared, some of the um, spaces, right? That I've been in that have helped to nurture my growth and my ability to believe in this other way of practicing, this other way of being. And so I think I am both trying to facilitate some of that with the folks Um, who are now my board and my advisors and my friends even who are helping to hold the container for this project. Um, But it's also like time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't rush this stuff. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I think about like, I don't know how to do it yet. Right. But how to get the board and advisors to do some deep, process together Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that that there is some retreating that happens and some deepening of of that collective um because otherwise we're gonna try to do this liberatory project with all the things we've been talking about but still operating with like a board of advisors that meets quarterly that weighs in on this way and so there's still a little bit of something that's inherently incongruous Uh about that Uh right that like you know i have shifted and and there is a community around me that is that is shifting and we're still docking into you know boards and advisors and funders Mm -hmm. and institutional partners in some of the old ways so i don't know
1: I, I I think you know. I mean I'm I'm hearing it I'm hearing it pretty clearly in, in what you're saying here. If I, but I am familiar with that tension and I and, and I think you're communicating really well where you are in that arc. Now I also know, right, that you and I are collaborating on this whole other project and uh, the other day I got a text message that was actually audio in which you shared back this collective poem, right? That that just was both grounding and expansive. Um, that kind of that kind of shared voice, right, where the individual is still fully present, but they're actually made greater by being part of 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 a togetherness. Um, doesn't kind of just pop up by itself. It, t- it takes some attention. Yeah. And I'm just, cu- I, so it's to me clearly evident that you've been experimenting with that too. And I'm just curious as to what else you're learning.
0: Um, Such good questions. I, I am thinking about, so I think that the the poem and the project that you speak of um, is not directly birth center related. And so I think what I'm expressing is is trying to bring some of the practices that I've come to um, learn both as student and as facilitator in other pieces of my life, kind of figure out how to nurture the birth center, you know, Process and and people, the the web of people supporting the Verse center, um, using some of that. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah,
1: it makes yeah. perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Mm. And what also makes perfect sense is
0: my furrowed brow because I don't under <laughs> because I don't know how to get out of this hole.
1: <laughs> you're doing. You don't know the answers. <laughs> You don't know the answers. Yeah. You don't know the answers. So we gotta go and find them.
0: Yeah. But meaning like the answers to how that happens with funders, yeah. right? And so I, yeah. back to the like experimentation. Yeah.
1: Thing. Yeah. There's something yeah. in what you are. I remember an image. I remember an image that you sent soon after we returned from evolutionary leadership. Mm in which you after which you ran your first experiment. Yes. Right? I know yeah. it
0: clearly. Right.
1: When I think of that image and, and friends, that image, maybe we can find it for the show notes. Um, Absolutely. It, it's a it's just Nashira's home full of women mm-hmm. um sitting in circle together. Uh literally imagining this birth center into being that image captures how much you know about what is possible Mm. in this in this emergence Mm. and um, I just really I asked because I can feel it from from over here you know and uh, sometimes sometimes a question like that helps make the invisible visible
0: well that brings something into focus for me, mm-hmm. right? So maybe I can ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: can we
0: flip <laughs> yes, that? Yes, of yeah. course. So the the partners and advisors that are supporting the birth center are a, a really incredible group of, of folks, right? Really thoughtful. I wouldn't have them around if they weren't. And when I think about some of the practices that I've um, experimented with in spaces with you in evolutionary leadership or, um, in retreat space, um, those would be very new Mm -hmm. in a space of folks who are some academics, some, um, community organizers, some, um, folks who are coming identifying primarily as, as parent and having, um, birth children. So how have you reconciled... So that, so some of those practices would be very new in that space. So you, I've seen you kind of weave together, practice some... I don't know, I won't know what we're calling them, but some of these like, you know, practices, emergent practices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in, in circles. Maybe the individuals might be down with it, but this collective hasn't traveled there yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm... I feel like I'm right on the edge of figuring out how to get this circle to drop in
1: yeah.
0: a little bit deeper into the collective we, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And I keep holding off for like this board retreat that we'll have mm-hmm. at some point, and I'm gonna prime some of my facilitator friends <laughs> to help <laughs> with that. But so you know, like there's that.
1: I get it. No, I get it. I get reconciling it.
0: Reconciling the two.
1: I understand, and and also knowing like you said, timing and all of those things earlier. Here's what's coming to me. Here's what's coming to me, and and I say this all right with the acknowledgement that you are doing impossible. Like you had a <laughs> one year old at home, <laughs> you're sleep deprived. You yeah. have another job, and you're doing this birth mm-hmm. center. So I
0: have a five year old at home too. A five year yes, <laughs> just to find yes. two
1: children. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and. And I love my man Leon, your mm-hmm. husband, and Me I also too. know as a dude that uh, sometimes you it must also feel like a one year old, a five year old, and a husband. <laughs> so sometimes. I just I just want to acknowledge that too, um, and that's more from my own experience. Yeah,
0: he's 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 holding up his end, but it is yeah.
1: It's it's work. It's work. It's work. Yeah. It's work. Um, so I just want to name that, and maybe and I name that because I am convinced that people listening. Are going to there? There, there's people listening right now that are going to want to engage. So in in sharing, it's kind of with the tribe of people, as opposed to like, Masheera, I think you should add this to your to do list. Absolutely. But but, but but what came to my mind is, you know, just just thinking about the last cohort of evolutionary leadership, we had like four medicine people in there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, women or trans femme identified, like it was. There's so much wealth of, of women healer energy here in Boston alone. And part of what I thought is, what if the first step is some kind of energetic cohort, right? Four or five people of this sort that, that, that will hold that will hold the, the liberatory aspect of this, right? the, the, the reclamation part, the ancestral part and I don't know what we call them to fit them into the structure right but but they're they're doing something very intentional and then when everybody else comes together they're shaping the energy by virtue of their presence and their practice and their and your shared intention you know so just some mm-hmm. some kind of draw on that because I can imagine I mean it, it I can imagine it plays at every level. It plays at the at the deepest and most meaningful level, but even these PhDs or, med, or 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 MDs that might come into these meetings will be will be moved and and appreciate being in contact with with real people doing this in real ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like people trying to really reclaim our medicine back. Mm. So I I feel like th- that they, there's something there about drawing on that on that abundance uh, here in Boston that could infiltrate so that you, it's beautiful. not you
0: right
1: make you know what I mean you're and the, it's you
0: know. creating something not just facilitating right. something right it's creating the, the experience. Yeah. I like
1: that. That's just the first the first thing that's, that's well, just the
0: first thing that comes to your mind.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Nashira, I am uh, I am so moved. Uh, by this conversation I am so energized by it I like you know there's a lot of a liveness moving through me mm-hmm. uh, thank you for your labor and thank you for your for your generosity yeah, and for following this call mm-hmm. I know it's not always easy so mm-hmm. it's, it's a heroic journey yeah. uh, and I appreciate you, you being on it and being on it with others in the way that you are mm-hmm. um I have a couple of questions I mean first is anything else you want me or listeners to know uh and then I, I'll, ask you a couple, I'll ask you two of the questions I'd like to wrap up the, the podcast with. Okay. Um,
0: what would I like people to know? Um, I have a vision for engaging uh, with the broader kind of Boston and greater Boston community um, before the birth centers open, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be years. I think that's also one of like the first questions, when and where, right? Talked a little bit about where earlier. The when, I don't know yet, right? We've got to raise a lot of money mm-hmm. and um, figure out a lot of big questions. But I do have a, a real desire to engage folks before those doors open. So the things that come to mind are like, you know, community conversations, right? There's a lot of conversations around um, healing from you know, trauma around birth that, you know, could be happening. Uh, c- conversations around safety around birth centers, just like a lot of things that could happen that help to open the conversation, right? Open our hearts up um, and get that, the vibration that you're feeling kind of to be shared more widely mm-hmm. way before the doors open, mm-hmm. right? So that there's a real groundswell, And by the time we cut that ribbon, like, folks are already knocking down the door. So I just want folks to know that like in the next I'm afraid to put a timeline on it, but in the next I feel like in the next six months so spring, right? We're heading into winter. I've got a lot. I'm cooking right now. Spring and summer, I wanna merge with some ways that people can get uh engaged. That is super exciting. Yeah. I love the way the this event, sounds activities.
1: That sounds movie amazing.
0: screenings. There's just ways to like be lifting up the conversation around um out of hospital birth and midwifery in a different way, um, so.
1: I love it. I think that's a right on point. Yeah. I think that's and really really compelling. There's a
0: whole bunch of cool ways. So yeah. 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 So, if listeners have ideas like Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what
1: I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think I think this is the people listening to a, to this at this stage in our work is our friends, right? Like, right. Yeah. And uh, this is really really powerful stuff you're talking about here. And
0: the question, if I can put a question out to folks is something that I we started by me telling you the story of my own ancestors as midwives and my experience growing up with home birth. Um, that is not the experience of a lot of our friends. And so the, the question I'm always um, trying to ask is about, um, you know, to simplify it, it, might be like what might get in the way as you think about a birth center mm-hmm. as option for you or your family or your grandchildren, or right? And really wanting to hear those stories so that we can be responding to those birth both in the design of the birth center itself and but also in the community conversations you know in the next few years in the events right what do we need to do to to acknowledge how folks might be thinking or feeling or um or unsure even what a birth center is What you, what's what's on the, your mind right? right what comes to mind right, and right. what do we, that really informs what we need to, okay so this is what Folks are wondering, this is what's getting in the way. Is it about safety? Is it about understanding the full scope of services? Is it about, you know, family trauma?
1: And where would they send this that feedback to right now?
0: Hmm, good question. Um, we are about to launch a new website. Um, and so uh, neighborhoodbirthcenter.org is the website. And in the next few weeks, it'll be revamped. And um, But right now, there's contact information on there and a place to uh, email
1: Beautiful, and yeah. we'll we'll get that in the show notes too. Great, awesome, awesome. That's great. I think that's that you do, You're just approaching this, um, with both strategic smarts and, and, and an abundance of heart. This mm. is this is magic. Thank you. Thank you. So I have two questions that they, they feel like coming completely out of left field. Um, but you know, it's it's the way I like to wrap up the podcast. And cool. the first one involves a little bit of time travel. You know, mm. we're doing all this speculative sci-fi work and this kind of imagining. So, it, so you don't have to answer this uh, this part right now, but I'm just going to invite you to see if you can, if you can picture yourself mm. twelve years from now. Mm. Right? I think that that would be what the year twenty uh, thirty. Wow, twenty thirty, just whatever's happening, and. You know what you are hoping to to embody, what you're hoping, uh, how you're hoping to be, you know? and so if you if you can embody that being, the question I want to ask you is, from that perspective, what's the best piece of advice that you could give Nashira sitting here and now? Hmm.
0: Trust
1: yourself. Ashe. Ashe. Yeah,
0: you got this.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. You, I just, you know, I wish our listeners could see you because your posture right now is so powerful.
0: I well, I'm sitting up like a <laughs> like a poised 50 year old woman, right? Some, I, it's <laughs> glorious. 12
1: years. What a good perspective. I
0: was like imagining myself like floating, right? I I kind of like walk through the world like with an effervescence or something
1: wonderful right? that is the so. best perspective i <laughs> love it i just love it i love it love it love it um that's what we need mm-hmm. more you mm. more and more you yeah, it's thank, you. thank, thank you. you um the other question um i, I almost i honestly to, to be transparent i almost hesitate to ask it because the spirit is so elevated but i think it's an important one so i have to I'm with it. um I just have made a commitment to myself, you know, not to um, waste any time when I am sitting in front of, of, of a powerful woman. Mm. And and we are living in this very, very challenging time mm. in which, well, it's been always challenging. What is challenging is that the the patriarchy's uh, ugly face is kind of being made visible, right? And mm-hmm. it's entering the, 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 the discourse and it's been so painful. To, to face ourselves in this way was so important. So as, as you know, I'm doing I'm doing work with men through the Better Men Project. And one mm-hmm. of the questions I like to ask my guests is, what do you think men should do? What should they know? What, what, what should we know? What should we do? How, how could we best meet this moment? Mm. Wow,
0: that's a great question. Hmm. I think what I love about the work that you're doing um, is asking the questions around, hmm. like, you know, men acknowledging that there's something to heal from, right? That there's, like, these ways that patriarchy, among other things, have touched and shaped your existence. Um, that even when you feel the most... Healthy, enlightened, right? uh, Accomplished person that it's still very much shaped the way you walk through the world as it's shaped mine, right? One of my dear friends um, always says that we need men to take on the patriarchy, not because it's jacking up women, but because it's jacking up you. Mm. In the same way that we need white folks to take down racism, not because it's jacking up people of color, but because it's jacking up you. Mm Tracking up them. Mm. So I want to figure out, you know, what liberation feels like.
1: Mm.
0: And, fi- and find some, like, beautiful relationships, tender relationships with other men. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Because that's what's going to allow them to have that transformative experience at their child's birth that you had when Darshan was born. Mm. Being able to touch that part of yourself, right, you... You Have to be awakening some of that in relationships around you in order to be able to touch that in that moment. Mm. So what a what a miss, right? Wow! When when we're not allowing, when we as a society are not allowing our brothers and our brothers are not allowing themselves to touch into that moment,
1: yeah.
0: that divine feminine and that and what happens to you in the moment that your child is born. Yeah,
1: yeah, right? it's it remains the single most important moment in my life. Yeah. It really does.
0: But what had to happen in order to be able to connect in that yeah. way, and how it's that that hasn't happened for a lot of folks? That's right.
1: Well, what, what uh, that's a, how
0: the, that's how they get free too. The birth center is not just about folks who identify as women or folks who are birthing getting free, but it's about our partners and the men in our lives also getting free.
1: Hmm. Ah, mm, preach. Achie. Thank you so much. How generous! That really, really struck me. It moved me deeply, and it it brings me back to this conviction that mm. this thing that you're doing yeah, is as 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 smart and powerful an intervention as we could be making right now. Mm. I just, it, it really. I mean, I I try to be careful with kind of this blanket statements, but there's something about it that is so. Mm. at the core so primal so centering the feminine right mm. so reclaiming what's the wisdom that our bodies already hold mm. right it's it is it feels like the golden key to to where we're going and it just mm. just i'm so grateful yes. <laughs> yes i'm very 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 grateful thank you so much thank
0: you thank, thank you, you for you. your journey i hope that families at birth center get to have that experience that you had For many years to come.
1: I see. Yeah. I see, I see. Gracias. Thank you. Gracias.